0: many here in august when i knew a lot of families were away today great to see you what a good looking congregation turn to the person next to you and say good morning you look wonderful good morning friends you do now eric's eric is sitting on his own no one told him that can you all say to eric you look wonderful you look wonderful eric there we go Before we do anything else, let's tell God how wonderful he is. Let's tell him how great he is. Let's tell him how mighty he is. Let's tell him how we feel. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. If you know this song, sing up. If you don't know it, listen to those around you and pick it up as we sing praises to a God who is so great. Together. Great. us pray together. Lord, you are great. Lord, you are worthy. And as we stand before you, we desperately want to lift your name on high. You are our King. You are our Lord. We are here because of you. And we love you. And we ask you graciously, Lord Jesus, to bless us. Amen. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to speak truths into our lives. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to be better people because of gathering together in your name. Lord Jesus, we love you. And we thank you. Amen. 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 Before you sit down, you've said uh, to one person, they're wonderful, why not greet those around you, behind you? Just say hello to people in this place and welcome people into this place. Good to see you. And when you've been welcomed, you can take your seats. Thank you. And if you'd like to listen to Ian, he's got some announcements.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What a great day was had yesterday. And welcome to those who are the leftovers from the wedding. You're most welcome to be part of our fellowship today. Isn't it great to see Myrtle here this morning? Congratulations to Mike also for being able to shepherd her through some dark days. Welcome back, Mike, too. It's good to see Melba here. I'm sure she's here with a particular reason to wish Graham and Peter a safe journey back to Australia, and of course we do that. Take the sunshine back with you, won't you? But leave some for us too. This week has been a very important week for our students. It's been the A Level's Results Week, and all reports I can gather tell us how well they have done. So congratulate all our A Level students. <clears throat> Unfortunately, they're not all here this morning, but we have Sarah and Michael in the band. Would you stand, please, just so we can recognise you? Thank you. We also have Chris, who would normally be in the band that is away doing army things, Lucy and Laura, so I'm sure those who know them can convey our congratulations back to them. Yesterday was a collecting day at Lakeside as well as the Great Wedding. Thank you to all those who made that the magnificent effort of getting there on such a hot day. It's a shame the shoppers didn't come out, but nonetheless, thank you very much for all your efforts. The flowers that grace our service this morning are from the wedding. I'm, I'm sure you'd like to convey your thanks for their beauty to the Lord as well as to Adrian and Linda. This evening's meeting is entitled Lemon Meringue, Laughter and Latte. Now, don't say you don't like any one of those. Your choice. A major has given the approval for no uniform if that is your choice. It's not a requirement, okay? So, come and join us, please, at half past four this evening. And on that subject, next Sunday, there is no evening open air. Died in the wool bandsman. There is no evening meeting, I'm sorry about that. The morning meeting will be led by Major Hardy, Major Margaret Hardy. We might have some words of wisdom from Paul, we're working on it. But we congratulate them on their new position that they've taken up and we're pleased that they're with us this morning. For those of you who have been kind enough to give donations towards the food that is being provided in our Sunday evening uh, meetings at the moment, if you are a gift aider, just let me know how much, please, because I wouldn't mind getting 22% of that. Okay? That's the announcement for me as the treasurer. So thank you for that. Let's look forward to a good day in God's service. Thank Thank
0: you. Thank you. We had a family day ourselves yesterday, so we were sorry we couldn't be at the wedding. It was a family day that was booked months ago, and that was very special. But we certainly thought about Simon and Beth. Many of you were here, and we pray for them today, don't we, as they start this new chapter, this new journey of married life together. And we do pray for those who are married in this fellowship. As I said in our first um, weekend, we come here to to role model Christian marriage. It's important. It's very important. And uh, we need to pray for all of those who are married, that God will be at the heart of their marriage. And as Simon and Beth made their vows yesterday, we just pray that God will be to them all they're needing at this exciting time. Yeah? Amen. So I hope you've had a good week since we last met. I have had an interesting week. Um, I decided that I would get fit by coming to Chelmsford, yeah? And so I've started to ride my bike. Now, I haven't ridden a bike for three years. And on Monday morning, I got the bike out of the garage, made sure that the tyres were pumped up, and I went to come to the hall on Monday morning. I got a little bit lost, and I ended up the other side of the town and then I had to dismount the bike because cyclists can't go through the town. And I got here in 25 minutes. So, from Chelmer village to here in 25 minutes. Is that good? Okay. How, how long should it be? Ten. Te- ten. Who said ten? Ten? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, on a motorbike. Yeah. And, okay, we won't argue in the meeting. All right. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But listen, on the way home, I decided that I thought I knew the way. So, I left here. And I got lost. And I was asking other cyclists, I, I, and they were telling me I thought they would know the way. Do you know what? I ended up somewhere north Springfield. I don't know where I was. I came back down. It took me 45 minutes to get home from here. And, uh, but I did get to my destination because I kept on. I kept on, keeping on. I persevered. And I got to where I wanted to be. Friends, as Christians... We desperately want to be holy, yeah? We want to be like Jesus. Holiness is being like Jesus. And someone has said this, Holiness is like riding a bike. If you stop pedaling, you fall off. Holiness, living a holy life, is like riding a bike. If you stop pedaling, you fall off. It's the work of a lifetime. You and I, together, helping each other, and asking the Lord to help us to be more like Jesus. My encouragement to you is to keep on keeping on, persevering and riding this bike called holiness so that we can continue to be like him. Let's sing a wonderful song. It's a bit of a wedding song. Love is in the air. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Let's stand together. There's an introduction and let's say to our holy God, we love you. Thank you. Be seated. Hey, I found myself singing there, not mortals join the mighty chorus. I found myself singing, Myrtles join the mighty chorus. Yeah? I, I, it's great to, to meet you. It's the first time I've seen Myrtle, and I've certainly prayed for you. And Andrea met you last week, but I guess coming here just warms your heart. Yeah? When you miss a fellowship, you realize how important it is. We are a gift to each other, friends. Look after each other, look out for each other, and help each other to continue to be holy. As he is holy, I'm still getting to know names, and I, I saw Hannah on the door. Um, is Hannah here? Yeah. it? Was it? No, not Hannah. Ella. Ella. Yeah. You, you come and join. And is there a Hannah? Here? You're a Hannah, aren't you? Yeah. Come and join me. Yeah. And uh, Ella as well. I'm I'm learning names. Okay. So if you don't want to be picked in the meeting, don't tell me your name. It's as simple as that. Yeah? Girls. Now, what's, what's your favourite place to go to? Do you know? Um, my bedroom. Your bedroom. All right. That's good. All your toys and your games and things like that. Where do you like going? Any place? A room or a place? Another place? Most places. Most places you like going to. Well, wow. we found a place called Colchester recently. Yeah, do you know where Colchester is? Yeah, because we're finding all kinds of places moving here. And I found a shop called Oxfam. Have you ever been to a shop called Oxfam? Right, well, I, I found a shop called Oxfam and I saw a little bag like this and it cost 75 pence. And I thought, wow, 75 pence for a little bag. I wonder what's in there. And someone told me that it was from a place called Guatemala. Okay, can you see the picture on the screen there? That's Guatemala. And this little bag is all the way from Guatemala. And for 75 pence, I bought a bag with four little dolls in. Would you like to hold two of those dolls, one in each hand? And maybe you could hold two of those dolls and just show the people here. Yeah? Now, in Guatemala, they live in tribes. And in Guatemala, they teach the children about these little dolls. And these little dolls are from Guatemala, and they are called worry dolls. All right? And I was fascinated as the person at Oxfam, in Colchester, told me what these dolls do for 75 pence. Amazing. See, what you do, what what they teach the children in the tribes in Guatemala, that if you have any problems or you have any worries, or you're scared about something or you're anxious, what you do is you tell this doll your problems. So you tell this little doll, yeah, I've got a problem, and you tell the problem, right? Then you tell this little doll, look, I'm really worried about something, and you tell this little doll your worry. Then you say to this little doll, you know, my friend, she's, she's a bit upset at the moment, I'm going uh, um, to help her, then you do that. And then, then this little doll, you tell, tell a little concern to this little doll, right? And guess what? They teach, the, they teach them in Guatemala that you put these little dolls under the pillow, and in the night, while you're sleeping, For 75 pence, right, these dolls take away all your problems, right? And they take away your worries, and you wake up in the morning with no worries. For 75 pence, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, I don't know what you think about that. It's a nice idea, isn't it? It's a nonsense, really, isn't it? It's uh, maybe a little bit superstitious, but there is something about telling others your problems, isn't there? Or speaking out your problems. Have you ever told people at home, maybe, oh, I'm worried about this? Yeah, and it's nice to be able to tell someone, maybe someone at home, family or a friend. My grandma used to say a problem shared is a problem halved. Now I don't know if that is true, but I know what it it's good to have someone to talk to. But here's the good news today we don't have to go to little dolls to tell them our problems. We can go to God. We can go to our Father in heaven, because God cares. The God who placed the stars in space cares for you and me. And the Bible says, cast your cares on the Lord. He will take your worries. He will take your concerns. The God who made heaven and earth, the God who created heaven and earth, loves you as you are, but he doesn't want to leave you that way. He wants to make you even better, as Andrea shared last week in the sermon. You remember it, don't you, those who were here? Because you remember every word that we say from this platform. The God who made everything wants to use you and me to make a difference here on planet Earth. So remember girls, and remember everybody else, when you're worried, when you're concerned, when you've got something on your mind, speak to God and you will find that he will help you. And as you talk to him and then you talk to other Christian people, you will find that your worries are not as big as they appear to be. Thank you for helping me. And maybe one day, you'll go to Guatemala. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah? Good. Give them a round of applause for helping me. Thank you. So let's speak now to our God. The God who cares. The God who loves. The God who wants to use us to make a difference. As we sing, breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on me, breath of God of God and then Andrea is going to pray Let's sing together Breathe on me breath of God Breathe on-
2: Father, we just thank you for the gift of this new day that you've given to us. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to come and worship here this morning. Father, we come as thankful people. Thankful for all the many, many blessings that you've given to us over these last days. Father, we come as needy people recognizing that we need more of you, we need to learn more about you, because our heart's desire is to be more and more like you. And so this morning, Father, we open our hearts and our minds to you, ready, waiting, willing to hear from your word, so that as we leave this place, we will go away as better people having met here this morning. So, Father, teach us something new. Teach us something that we can take into this new week that will help us be the people that you would want us to be. Father, we make this prayer in your precious and holy name. Amen. And now as a fellowship, let's share the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
3: Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as
2: it is in heaven, because this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, Mark mentioned earlier that um, he was out this week on his uh, bike. We have said that while we're here at Chelmsford, we are both (laughs) going to get fit. And although I haven't been out yet on my bicycle, I have been out visiting a number of you. And, you know, it's an absolute joy, a part of our job where we can come into your homes and share with you. And, you know... It is. We, we give, but we receive so much from you. And a number of you this last week have said to me, you know, I don't know how I would have coped if I didn't have Jesus. I don't know where I would be now if I didn't have Jesus. And just now the band are going to minister to us, and they're going to play a beautiful, beautiful tune. It's entitled, Jesus is All I Need.
0: Oh man, thank you. Do you remember Hans Knutsen, anyone? Some of you? When I was a kid, I used to go to Bromley Salvation Army uh, for events, and Hans Knutsen was there, and uh, Wes Little, and they used to write songs, and they had the Bill Booth Revival Machine, which was a, a, a rock group, and uh, they used to play in clubs. And that was one of the songs that came from the Bill Booth revival machine. Lots of memories there for me about two guys who are very special to me. I've really enjoyed the Sunday nights we've been having here. It's been great to see... Nearly 100 people every Sunday night during August, when people say everyone goes away and lots of calls close down and, yeah, we cancel. Well, it's been amazing. Nearly 100 people every Sunday night here. May that continue. 100 can double easily to 200 if everyone brings a friend. 200 can double easily if everyone brings a friend. And within weeks, we should have 400 on Sunday nights. Yeah? It's not difficult to do, really not difficult to do. And uh, I thank God for the buzz that's in this place and uh, pray that it will continue. Last Sunday night we had a barbecue, but before that we met for worship. And I talked about Jesus cooking fish, a barbecue on the beach for his disciples. We talked about what it means to be fishers of men, because that's what we're called to be, Yeah. We are called to be fishers of men, not vicious old men, fishers of men, yeah? I tell you what we're not called to be, we're not called to be keepers of the aquarium. We're not called to be some holy club that just looks inward and just has a nice time. We're called to be fishers, reaches out to men and women, people in our neighborhood, people in our community, people in our families, so that they can discover the joy that we proclaim, the joy that we show on our faces, the joy that we know in our hearts. And we sang a song last week which we're going to sing again. Over all the earth you reign on high. And what I'm going to ask, so I need two intelligent people, so I was looking at Tanya and Atel. Right, it's all I could find, all right, um, and, and what I'm going to ask you to do is just to pass these along the road, so one at each end, I'm sure you'll be able to coordinate that, because you've got to do two things at once, grab a fish from the basket and sing the song, and on this, these fish are names of people that people felt they wanted to bring to the Lord. So you'll take a fish home and you can pray for the people on that fish fish. You might know them, you might not. Just pray that God will be to them all they're needing at this time as we do that during a song. So take a fish, let's stand together and sing over all the earth, you reign on high, every mountain stream, every sunset sky. But my one request, Lord, my only aim is that you'd reign in me, yes, but that you'd reign in these people too. Let's stand together. There's an introduction and we'll sing straight through. Thank you. Okay, we're going to sing the second verse over every thought, over every word. Go. Amen. Please be seated. I know some of you didn't get the fish because there were not enough to go around. But this basket is empty. My prayer would be that the lives of those people who are represented on your fish will not be empty lives. But in some miraculous way now, the Lord will know that they are being prayed for. They will think about him. Maybe they're going to get a phone call from someone this week. Maybe they're going to see something on the television or in a newspaper that prompts them to think about God and faith. Let me make a prayer with you. Father, as we've passed those fish around, we would pray that you would reign in the lives of those whose names are on those fish. For some reason, someone last week placed their names before you. We pray for them, we pray for their families, and we pray that today... They will be prompted to think about you. Lord reign in them. Hear our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've just received an offering of fish. Now let's give in an offering of money. to watch the DVD and it will conjure up all kinds of words that we give to God. Maybe there's a word that helps you to describe God and you might see it on the screen. Then we're going to listen to his word, the word of God. And then the songsters are going to sing written in red, which is at the heart of his word, the incredible love of a God who gave all for us so that we could be free. Watch the screen. Then hear the word And then listen to the song.
2: your Bibles to John chapter 17, and we're going to be reading from verses 20 to 26. John chapter 17, commencing at verse 20. It's entitled, Jesus prays for all believers. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Amen.
0: At the heart of that reading is love. I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. The love that was poured out at Calvary. The love that was poured out as Jesus, crucified, hung there and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. A love offering, the greatest love offering the world has ever seen. A holy, a just, a faithful, a wonderful, a powerful, a great God saying to his creation, I love you, I love you, written in red. Thank you, Sanctus. Whenever I speak to a congregation, I pray for a number of things. And three things that I hope for, that I pray for, that I desire, is that I will give you, by the Spirit of God, something for your head, something for your heart, and something for your hands. Something for your head to make you think intellectually. To stretch your thinking. You might not agree with it but you need to go away and think about it. Something for your heart, something that stirs your emotions, that connects here with here. Yeah? May your heart be stirred, I pray, as as I speak. And I also pray that God will give something for your hands. Not literally, it's a a metaphorical prayer. That you will go out there and do something about what you hear. Because hands are symbolic about doing So be aware of your heart and your head and your hands being stirred to do something out there at about ten past eleven when this meeting closes. Because you know that your next worship service begins when you leave this hall. Yeah? We were at a core in America leading a weekend. And I loved the fact that in the car park, as people drove, it said, your next worship service begins now. I thought that was lovely. We haven't got a car park here, so we can't do it. Um, Maybe we'll put it on Simon's surgery wall. (laughs) Here is a reading from Canada. My prayer is that what I say now will help us as individuals and together as a fellowship. A reading from Canada from a book called Focus on the Family. And it says this, and you'll see why I've got the picture on the screen there. Because the writer says, walking through the city late one night, I came upon a man who was about to jump off of a skyscraper. I said, wait a minute, don't you believe in God? He said, I do believe in God. I said, really, are you a Christian or are you a Jew? He said, I'm a Christian. I said, me too. I said, are you Protestant or are you Catholic? He said, a Protestant. I said, really, what denomination? He said, Baptist. I said, Me too. Um, Are you Northern or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern. I said, Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, I'm Northern Conservative Baptist. I said, Me too. Northern Conservative Reformed Baptist or Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist. I said, Me too. This is incredible. Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist Council of 1879 or Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist Council of 1912? He said, Northern Conservative Fundamentalist Baptist Council of 1912. I said, that's heresy, and pushed him off the building. (laughs) Last Sunday, somewhere in a church near here, Somebody was hurt. I guarantee it. And even if that organisation, that church, that core has a super efficient administrator who logs every injury on church premises in a nice accident book, the page for that day will be blank. And yet, in spite of the fact that no record exists of this event, the repercussions of it will affect that church for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Because of this event, there will be no small children who get to hear of the Sunday school, let alone even attend it. Because this thing occurred, there will be broken families that never get help. There will be lonely people that stay lonely. And there will be needy people who are always in need. And others for whom the message of the faith will remain a message, a mystery. Shrouded in the fog of the church that stands in the heart of their neighbourhood. And wherever I was speaking today, I guarantee that that would be so in Yorkshire, in Manchester, in Cornwall, in London and in Essex. It is true that the act didn't seem significant at the time, but it contained a seed, a tiny little seed plant that nobody saw hit the ground that day and over the coming months and years that seed will grow in secret like a disease and finally pick its moment when its fruit blossoms the poison it contains will explode bang with devastating effect and years later people will ask what happened to that congregation do you remember Where did they go? But nobody will remember the event through which it all began. An act that eventually paralyzed that church, then split it, and finally, as Satan laughed loudly, spewed it out all over the neighborhood. Friends, this happens. And I have seen it in different places, even in the Salvation Army. What is this great event that happened last week in a church, in a core, nearby? I've painted the outcome of it in such devastating terms that now when I mention it, you won't believe me. But it's true. Last Sunday, somebody was offended. Their feelings were hurt. They felt slighted in some way. They got upset. And it almost certainly wasn't as important as doctrine or Bible truths. And perhaps it was something relatively insignificant. It just may have touched somebody in the area of their self-worth or ego. Their feelings got hurt. It was important, though, to them. I remember in one of our core, in the coffee morning, we'd only been there a few weeks, a man walked in, an elderly man. He started to talk to me over coffee. I didn't know who he was. As he talked, it was obvious he'd been in the Salvation Army. He gave me those clues, yeah? He talked about things in the Army. I said, that's lovely. I said, why don't you come on Sunday to worship? He said, oh no, 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 I wouldn't do that. Haven't been there on a Sunday for 35 years. I said, oh. And then he told me what had happened and how he'd been upset and how something had happened and him and his family had left I said that's a shame I said but do you know that family who you're talking about they're no longer there he said no that man's not but his grandson is but his grandson is how awful holding that holding that grudge holding that disease, letting it fester, letting it spoil him for all of that time. It happens. And the Bible assumes it will happen. When it comes to life in the local church, it presupposes that we will hurt each other that we will disagree, that we will fall out. And for that very reason, whole chunks of his word are dedicated to facing the person who has hurt us, telling them they have done so, forgiving, striving for peace and letting go of our petty hurts and all for the utterly compelling reason that God has forgiven us. Amen. God has forgiven me. He has forgiven you. We are forgiven. Satan is crafty. He reminds us of stuff that happened in the past. That actually, if it's forgiven, it's forgotten. And when Satan reminds you of stuff in the past, past sin, you remind Satan of his future. For it's a defeated future. Amen? 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 And don't allow that stuff to spoil you and those around you and those within a fellowship like this. You are forgiven, amen? We are forgiven. And we stand here in the name of Jesus Christ, whose love was written in red, who died so that we could be forgiven. But it is here that we meet a very great difficulty. It is a matter of great sadness, It is simply that many of us live in two worlds. In one of these worlds, we kind of compartmentalize our lives. In one of these worlds, our church world, there is teaching, there is sermon, there are talks and lessons on forgiveness and grace and love and what it means to suffer for Jesus. And in that church world, as well as sermons, there is what we call Christian service and work. Could be youth work, could be music, could be Christian courses and projects, could be working with a particular group, a ladies' group, a men's group, a house group, a Bible study. And this is what we do. And there are books in that world, books on holiness, discipleship, prayer and tithing and forgiveness and church planting and mission. But here's the problem. There is always, alongside that world, another place. And the problem is we don't turn to this world enough. For this is our inner world. This is the part of us from which we run our lives. We were not aware of doing so, but long ago we put up vast walls between the two worlds. You see, we get imprisoned in this world. We should take everything there is from the church world. The loving world. But we get imprisoned in an inner world. We run our own lives. If somebody preaches on giving sacrificially in the church world, we agree with them and we say amen. But later when we look at our bank statement in the inner world, we find that it's untouched by any recent debit. We sing in the church world our desire to tell the world, tell the world the message of the king. But when we glance into the inner world, we discover that we've never invited our neighbours around for coffee. And we wrestle. We wrestle with these two words. We sing it's all about Jesus in our church world, but in our inner world it's all about... And you can fill in the gaps if it applies. And in the church world, we thank God that he has forgiven us time and time again. In this world, we acknowledge that very forgiveness as our only hope in eternity. That when we hurt him deeply, our relationship can be restored. But the hurt last week will occur in the inner world. In that part of our being which is untouched by the Spirit of God and his gentleness. And so we will deal with it, as would anybody else. We will nurse it. And soon we find others who themselves have been hurt by that person and we will share our experiences. And the bitterness and the anger and the hate grows so that it is quite out of proportion to the original hurt. And one day we will get revenge. And such a moment will be dressed up in religious language and holy words, but it will be common or garden hell at work. And all would be well if it were not for two things. The first is that God is the reader of men and women's hearts. And can therefore look over the walls. Yeah? God looks into our hearts. Don't let that be scary. Let it be comforting. Psalm 139. Lord, you know everything about me. You know when I sit, you know when I rise. Thank God that there is someone who knows me better than I know myself. So firstly, God is the reader of our hearts. And secondly, the second thing is that we will meet him. We will meet him. And that day will come faster than we think. None of us know when we will see him face to face. And we will stand before him. We will not be proud in that day over some of the battles that seem so vital now. But here's the, here's the good news. We can change the future. Amen? stuff that's not right now in my life, in your life and I've got regrets and you've got regrets and I've said things that I shouldn't and you've said things that you shouldn't we can change it in a moment Yeah, we can change it in a moment because as we come face to face with God in our worship now he will hear our prayer and cleanse and purify and heal it's beautiful And so, while there is still time, friends, and I say this in love as your new officer, let us lay down every personal agenda. Say that with me. Lay down every personal agenda. Let us be willing to spend and be spent for the sake of the kingdom. So that in that moment we will not be ashamed, sad or sorry with regrets. But we will be glad, we will be released, we will be free. And so a broken world can again look to its local church, you and me with hope. Challenged by the genuine love that they see within. For we are the church... Of hope, More people are brought into Christian faith by the genuine love they see in Christians than by all of the theological arguments in the world. I want to share with you a parable by Milton Olson, the parable of the geese. And as you look at the picture, you'll see there that geese fly in a V formation. The writer says this, Next autumn when you see geese heading south for the winter, flying along in a V-shaped formation, you might consider what science has discovered as to why they fly that way. As each bird flaps its wings, it creates an uplift for the bird immediately following. By flying in a V formation, the whole flock adds at least 70% more to its flying range than if each bird were flying in its own. When a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and resistance of trying to go it alone and quickly gets back into formation to take advantage of the lifting power of the bird in front. When the leading goose gets tired, it rotates back in the wing and another goose flies at the front. It is sensible to take turns doing demanding jobs, whether with people or with geese flying south. Geese honk, oh I smile when I say that word, geese honk from behind to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. When a goose gets sick or is wounded by gunshot or falls out of formation, one or two of the other geese fall out with it and follow it down to lend help and protection. They stay with the fallen goose until it is able to fly or until it dies. Only then do they launch out on their own or with another formation to catch up with their group. People who share a common direction and sense of community can get where they are going much more quickly and easily because they are travelling on the thrust of one another's efforts. If we have as much sense as a goose, we will stay in formation with those who are heading the same way. We are. If we have the sense of a goose, we will stand by each other when danger threatens or trouble comes. Satan wants to destroy places like this, yeah? And Ephesians chapter 4 says, don't give the devil a chance. And I've needed to learn that in my life. Satan doesn't want us living holy lives. So that's why it's important to keep on keeping on. Holiness is the work of a lifetime. If you stop peddling, you fall off. A prayer of Jesus, shortly before he died, Andrea shared this prayer of Jesus. And in this prayer is victory. Victory for you and victory for me. For we have victory through him who loves us. Just before Jesus died, he prayed those words that Andrea shared. Father, the time has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. And then he goes on to say, Father, protect them by the power of your name. That's you and me. The name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. That all of them may be one. Say that with me. That all of them may be one. That's for us, and it's for every believer on planet Earth. Make us one, Lord. Make us one. If you want to live a radical, rooted Christian life that will catch the attention of those who have no faith, if you want to belong to a church and a fellowship that no matter how large or small will be a revolutionary, powerful, beautiful force for good, then there is a way it can be achieved. But do not turn first to systems, meetings, church growth strategies, conferences, as important as they are. Instead, party with your enemies love your enemies. As Jesus said, love, love, love. I wish many people in churches and corps over many centuries, over many years, had learnt this a lot earlier in their lives. Well, we've learnt it today. So, Lord, help me Lord, help us to play our part in making this fellowship all that God continues to want it to be. Let there be love shared among us. And Lord, help us not to hold regrets. Lord, help us not to fester bitterness or anger. But Lord, help us to be free by your love so that others will be drawn to the one who is love. Lord, help me, help us to look into your holiness. We're going to sing, when I look into your holiness. And it may well be that you just want to come to this place of prayer and make your prayer that we will be one. To make your prayer that you will show love in your life so that others will be drawn to the love of the Saviour that our lives will be a worship offering to him. Come and pray on your own, together, as friends, as we share this song. When I look into your heart Lord Jesus, um, I really felt led to share what I've shared this morning. And my prayer is that it will help people here, in their heads, intellectually, to think about things that we need to apply to ourselves and our fellowship. I pray that it will have stirred our hearts to put into practice something that we need to do now in order to be the people you've created us to be. And my prayer is, Lord, that it will give something for our hands, that we go away and do something about what we've heard as we put into practice that which we've been stirred to think about. I pray for this fellowship, Lord. I thank you for the huge encouragement Andrea and I have received as we've arrived here. It feels good. It feels right. And I pray that together you will make us a strong fellowship for you, a beautiful fellowship for you, where people are just drawn to this place because of the genuine love they see in the lives of men and women, boys and girls, who simply... Want to do something for you. Lord, help us not to live in those two worlds one minute in the inner world, one minute in a church world. Help us not to struggle with that and to wrestle with that, but help us, Lord, to see our lives as one worship offering to you so that our working life is affected by our worship, so that our personal life is affected by our worship, so that our relationships are affected by our worship, so that our family life, so that everything we do is affected. Because we have Jesus at the heart, the centre of our lives. Help me, Lord, because I find that difficult sometimes. Help us, Lord, because we confess we struggle with that too. But we thank you that all things are possible because of you. We believe that. Make us one, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, friends. We're going to conclude with a wonderful song, songbook number seven. And a great prayer, fill thou my life, O Lord my God, in every part, every part, not compartmentalising, every part with praise. The tune is, it came upon a midnight clear, because I think we need to feel cool. So um, let's pretend it's Christmas as well, and the snow's falling, and we feel cool as we sing, fill thou my life. Let's stand together and proclaim this truth. (音楽) Thank you. Please stay for coffee, and uh, be great to see you tonight at four thirty for laughter, lemon meringue, and latte we 're simply going to sing some songs, enjoy ourselves, have a few video clips or make us laugh, enjoying laughter, and uh, then having I need to confess something because i don 't want to get in trouble tonight we haven 't got lemon meringue <laughs> what it is is lemon tart with crushed up meringue on top with cream so so Please don't stay away because I've made a mistake there. Okay? You are getting lemon tart with, with crushed meringue. Okay? But it's not strictly lemon meringue. Do you forgive me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still come, I tell you. It will be great. Let's pray together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Make us one, Lord. Make us one. Amen. 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 God bless you, friends. See you later.